mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Drive Radio, KLZ 560, hour number three. By the way, if you're listening to us on Sunday, we do appreciate that very much. You just can't call in. You can text us or email us. I do answer questions on the weekends and during the week, and you can always text and email, and I'll get those answered for you. 307-200-8222 is the text line. You can always go to the website, drive-radio.com, email us there, and I'll answer questions. Jeff Kitty with me today, though, as well as Steve Horvath from Geno's Auto Service with us, and Doug from Jasper Engine and transmissions as well. Eric, let's go back to you. Thanks for hanging on over the break. And Eric's got a 79 Le Mans, not a lot of rust, car's decent. When we left off, Eric, you're wanting to know where you can get a cheap paint job and cheap interior. Now, really fast, there's hardly either of those in existence. Interior, you can find some guys that'll do a little bit less of a cost on interior, but you just got to look around and find that. On the paint side, though, Eric, it's really getting harder and harder to find anybody that'll do a quote-unquote cheap paint job just because the, the price of the paint has gotten so expensive. The material cost is way up. Okay. Um, here's the thing. Um, uh, I, I'm, in about three years, I'm going to uh, retire in Utah, so I'm going to have to pay someone to move the car to Utah, and then I'm going to have to put a few more dollars into it to get it, get it to pass there maybe. But here's my question to you. I'm estimating I'm going to have to put between five and $7,000 into that car. Now, can you guys just speculate and tell me somewhere, someplace down the road, is that car going to be worth anything, and will I get my money back, or am I just throwing my money away? Any, any special options on that car, by the way? Uh, it's got air pollution stuff on it. It's kind of plain Jane. If it's a plain Jane car, a 79 Le Mans, it will probably get worth, it will probably be worth some money down the road, although I think you're going to be hard-pressed to get the money out of it that you actually spend doing interior and paint. And, and the reason, only reason I say that is your 7 is probably off. To do full interior and paint, you're minimum 10K on that car. Oh, wow. So it's more than I even thought then. Yeah, you, it, it's hard to get one painted for, for less than that. Okay, so if I just decide I want to keep it till I die, then that might be okay then. No. Yes. Now, will anybody insure it if I do that work on it? Will they insure it for me? Or? Uh, yeah, you can always find insurance. That's not a problem. Paul Lohenberger, our agent here that, uh, that does, uh, you know, oh, classic car insurance and so on. Yeah, that's not a problem. You can always get it insured. That's not a problem at all. Okay, so basically you said that it may be pretty difficult say, eight or nine years down the road to even get my money back then if I decide to sell it then? Uh, it's, I'm not, I don't have a crystal ball, but I think you're going to – you may break even, but that might be about it, Eric. And, again, I don't know. I don't know what that car is going to do down the road. Right. Well, sure, of course. You know, I'm, I'm just 
asking you guys to give me just a kind of a guess, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really what that car is going to come down to more of is, you know, do you like the car? Is it something that you've got some attachment to, something that you want to keep around uh, to get that kind of money back out of it? I think you're going to be looking at keeping it at least 10 years uh, to get that money back out of it, you know, because as time goes by, it will increase in value. Uh, are you going to get that full value back out of it? That That's the one I, I, I don't have a good answer for. I don't know, Eric. Okay, sir. Well, thank you very much. You're you very welcome. Had a great show. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate the phone call very much. And uh, actually, somebody corrected me on the CVT. It's continuously variable transmission. I think I said constant, but you get the everybody out there listening gets the drift of what I'm trying to say there. Gilbert and Highlands Ranch, you are next. What's going on, sir? Hey, I've got a uh, 04 Forerunner with the uh, it's got the pressure gauge for the tires on mm-hmm. the dash. I know when it gets cold, those tend to go on because the pressure goes down. Correct. The temperature. So I took it over to uh, Direct Tire, and they did the uh, pressure test, and they filled it up to 35 pounds. And that didn't help. So I figured it was my spare. So I dropped the spare, filled it up to 40 pounds. Cause I hate taking it down every year. And the gauge, stay, that light stays on. Could have a bad sensor. How, on an 04, when's the last time you put sensors in it, Gilbert? I don't think I ever have. It, it probably needs sensors. There's a little yeah. tiny, tiny battery that's inside that sensor. A hearing oh, aid battery. It's about all it is. And it, they yeah. go out just like any other little yep. battery. Yeah, they're, they're a, you now, know, a battery that, again, we talked earlier, five years or so. When you start getting to five years, you're kind of getting, you know, even iffy on battery life at yeah. that point, especially on a daily driver where it's getting sensed all the time. You know, some of the cars that might, you know, where you only drive them a little bit of the year might go longer than that. But you start getting five years on any battery, they, you know, they start to get up there. Yeah, I understand. I think I had the, I had them replaced maybe five or six years ago. And I had the new tires put on it. Oh, heck, it's been a couple of years. And you're getting close now then to needing it again? Or if if they even. Now, is that a matter of, can they figure out which one or do they have Hmm. to do them all? You'll do all. Do all four. Don't don't do just one. Do, do all them all. Four plus the spare. Could yes. be the spare. Yes. Do them all. Yep. All right. All right. So your Corvette now is it the Z1 or the Z3 or which model did you get? Z51 package. The the uh, uh-huh. the the high end interior package oh, and so good on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went online and looked at those coincidentally yesterday, and you can go in there and order. Guy, my God, it's amazing. Yep. Inside, outside, stripes. I, w- I had a dream car, a blue silver with the black stripes. Nice. God. Mine's all red. And then it comes no, up no stripes, no nothing. I'm a, I'm a pretty, red, you know, huh? I'm a pretty anal guy. So no, no stripes, yeah. no, yeah. no accents, yeah. no nothing, just all red. Oh, good for you. So. Yeah, you, you're gonna just. Are you ever gonna? I think you're gonna drive it sometime, but you probably won't put more than a couple of hundred miles a year on it. That's about you? it, probably. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. Well, you know that when that uh, 50th anniversary came out, I know a couple of people that went out and bought them, and it really wasn't that great of an investment. I mean, they thought perhaps they would add a third of the value over 10 years, but it really didn't pan out. Yeah, I'm hoping that on the 2020 with, you know, if there's any pluses out of this year with COVID and all of that and the numbers being way low on that production year, if there's any saving grace down the road, it'll be that the 2020s aren't a high production year. That's about it, though. And Gilbert, it'll take you know twenty years to get there, probably. Yeah, that's what they were saying. They there was so limited production; they were all sold. Yeah, they're all sold they're right Basically, now in the right yeah. now in town. There's a few dealers with them, but they're about a twenty k uptick on sticker price. If you want to go buy one right now. 
Yeah, I think Ed Bozarth has one. Yeah, there's two. a few around, but they're they're twenty twenty five k uptick. That's one thing Rolly will do. No, Rolly's not going to do that. Now, so. is, it, is it like a gun, or do you have? Can you buy it through the factory, or do you have to go through a dealership? Through a dealer. And you and you and I'm glad you went with Rolly. He's a good man. He is. He's a good guy. He took very good I'm, care of me so yeah, far. So yes, and, and they will. Good. I have no I have no no yeah. uh, qualms about that at all. They'll take good care of me. Oh. Yeah, he's a good guy. Well, congratulations. Thank and you, Gilbert. Probably in about a month, huh? About the end of the month, I'd say. Yes, sir. All right. Well, enjoy. Take Thank care. you, Gilbert. I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much. Mike in Arvada, you're next. What's going on today, sir? Well, I've got a 78 Jeep that a fellow that uh, an old lifetime friend uh, passed away and left to me. Okay. Uh, CJ right, Wagoneer, what is it? CJ5. CJ5, okay. Leak. Levi edition. So it's got the 304 I, most likely? Yes, sir, and okay. a three-speed. And a three-speed, yep. And I wanted to talk to get some information from Doug. I was unaware. I have already bought from Jasper two 300-cubic-inch sixes for my old Ford pickups. Mm-hmm. Love them. Good. And you were talking about going through and uh, sending that engine in. I don't know if the numbers matching make a difference. On that, on that, on that one, Jeep. it won't matter. Yeah, so. that, that no. I wouldn't be so concerned with. No. Hey, it won't matter. One of the 306s, I had them put an RV when they did it. I ordered it with an RV cam, mm-hmm. a comp cam. And I'm wondering if there's someone there that can talk to me about doing the same thing not for more necessarily for more horsepower, but for more torque at the bottom end. You don't need to. In fact, a lot end. of those in those four point twos, a lot of guys actually would find that RV cams and such on those didn't really do much for horsepower on those. You're better off, Mike, just doing a factory. You know, have a Jasper complete factory type rebuild. You know, use their replacement components, of course, which we'll get into in a moment of the difference between a rebuild versus a remanufacture. We'll talk about that as well. But the other thing on that one that you're going to want to look at that's a T150 transmission which they were very weak on that particular vehicle, that'd be one to also yes. at least pull the top off of and look inside because they were not the strongest of transmissions. No, and the top end's worn out. You can't hardly find first and second gear. Then you need to rebuild that as well. So <laughs> yeah. do that oh, at yeah. the same Oh, yeah, time. I, I was aware of that. What about now, I intend to put fuel injection. When I finish this up, it will be fuel injected, not carbureted. Okay. Is that a mistake? No, that's a great thing to do if you can... If you can find all the components, used to be there was a, a Mopar kit that was available for those. It was a retro kit that actually made that 4.2 into basically a late model 4 liter. They gave you all the computerization, everything to do it. I don't know if that kit is still available. I doubt you'll find one from Mopar itself. You might find some old stock or somebody sitting on one someplace. If you could find the original Mopar unit for it, it's the way to go. Uh, rule of thumb, though, on those and all the ones that we did over the years you want to make sure you do an in-tank pump. Those do not work that well, especially yes. at our elevation with the inline you know, pump that goes on the frame rail. Go ahead and do the in-tank pump, which there's some retrofitting to make that work. But if you can find the original Mopar uh, aftermarket kit for that and do the, in-line, you know, do the in-tank pump, that's the best way to do that vehicle. Do you think something like uh, um, that, um, I think it's Edelbrock Spider. Uh, fuel injection is available for that? I doubt it. Not on, it. I doubt if a 4.2 okay. is available. The other company that makes yeah. good fuel injection, and I think they still do for those as well, I still would do an in-tank pump, is Howell, H-O-W-E-L. Howell makes a good kit, and I think they still make an inline six kit for those. And it's a good kit. It's not as good as what the original Mopar you know, aftermarket kits were, but the Howell kit's a good kit. If you can't find the Mopar kit, you could do the, the aftermarket uh, Howell kit, and it works. 
So what you're look, what I'm going to have you looking for is a 4.0 Chrysler kit. Well, actually, they made a kit for the 4.2 liter engine that essentially made it like a four liter. Uh, but it it, oh, it, it okay. will be labeled a Mopar 4.2 fuel injection kit if you can find one. I haven't looked recently okay. for one. You know, back in the day, I stocked three or four of those on the shelf. We did so many of those back in the day, but I, I don't know if anybody still stocks those or not, Mike. Okay, all right, very good. And and is there an update to the transmission that I should look at, or just rebuild the one and send it to Jasper when I? There, there are no, there, there are upgraded transmissions you can do. It takes away from that originality, which in that case I don't think is a huge issue because you're really looking for more functionality than you are originality for that. And the change in the transmission now is not going to change the value of the of that CJ5. But yes, there are upgraded or there are upgrades you can do to that. You can even go to a four speed if you want if you want to do it. Uh, some of the late model like that a T like next. a T176 would go right in place of the T150. So there's some things you can do that way to also upgrade that. Would there be a way to get a T-176 or something like that that had, instead of the four-speed, a, th- a fourth over? Uh, no, you got to get into some later model transmissions, and it's a lot more. Ch- you long. can, but there's a lot more changeover if you go that route. And they're too long. They're, uh, yeah, you, well, they're not, it's not shaft. that they're too long. You just have to do drive shaft changes when you do that. And it does get a little well, long think, on a CJ-5 because they're so short anyways. you got to do that. Yep. You have to move the cross member on it. Right. Uh, you shorten the rear drive shaft. Lengthen the front. Lengthen the front. Yep. And, again, unless you're going to okay. be out on the – and here's the other thing. Unless you're going to be out on the road doing 70, 75 miles an hour, which in a CJ5 I wouldn't do anyways, um, no. I, I don't know that it's really worth messing with. Because a CJ5 is so short and it gets so squirrely the higher the, the speed, Mike. I, again, I don't know that oh, I yeah. would do an overdrive in one of those just for that reason. Okay, so what your recommendation is is forget the camshaft. And just get a Jasper 304 and trade them out and call it good with a new transmission. Yep, and, and yeah, you could now. And I've, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I was I, I made a mistake a minute ago. I was, I was thinking the injection was uh, for an inline six, and I forgot you had the 304. My bad. I'm sorry. So everything I just said when it comes to fuel injection, just use the Howl injection. Sorry for everybody with a 42. What I said works. In your case with the 304, go ahead and do the Howl injection. Perfect. And and by the way, that that's a better deal than trying to retrofit some of the other V8 kits that are out there and so on. The HAL kit is plug and play. It uses a GM computer. They work extremely well. And and I apologize. I'm sorry. For some reason in my mind, I shifted gears from the 304 to the inline okay. six, and I don't know why I did that. In that case, if you wanted to do an RV cam, you could. The RV cam on the 304s work fine. Yeah. And would you uh, would you buy a new uh, fuel tank? I, if I was going to retro it and do that, yes, I probably would. Yeah, yeah. Buy new. You could. It's, it's been in there for thirty. 40 and it's years the rear anyway, one, so yeah. So. Go ahead and do the rear rear tank and change it out. Yes. There's more holes in that fuel tank than cheese. Has. <laughs> yeah, I would do that, and then just do <laughs> your in tank pump at the same time, Mike. But the Hal kit, the Hal kit on that works extremely well. It's the same kit that you use on a Grand Wagoneer and some of the others. I've done some of those even recently for some folks, and it works really well. Is that something that the the kit would fit into the? Like a factory, or not necessarily a factory, but a standard fuel tank? You'll have to modify and put an intake pump in it. Okay. That'll be something you do on your own. Oh, no, no, no. No, I know that. But um, I was just going to put a regular, you know, an aftermarket tank in there. Oh, sure. Was... Yeah, no, you'll be fine with that. Sure, you can do that all day long. Okay. Yep, you'll be fine. And right. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. For some odd reason there, Mike, I got shifted around from 304. I don't know why I did that, 304 to 4.2. Because they came both ways, by the way. So I just... My mind, I, I don't know, somehow, somehow along the line I shifted gears there from 
from one uh, engine to the other. But, yeah, you can do the RV cam on the 304, and they actually work well. Which, by the way, just as a side note, I didn't mention this, but you'd have to figure out with Jasper over here, but you could upgrade because there's no difference in the way that configuration is, Mike. You could go from a 304 to a 360, or if Jasper's got a 401 core floating around, you could even put a 401 in it if you wanted to. That's up to Jasper and what they've got kicking around. Yeah, and we we do you know specialty requests and custom units where you know it's we hang out with the phone on you for yeah. an hour just kind of going through what you want to do. Could do that. So that yes. just as a side note, Mike, if you wanted to upgrade from the 304, you could at least go to a 360. Those are pretty prevalent, and just a matter of whether Jasper's got cores on that or not, what you want to do. But yeah, you could you could actually do that. And the, real quick, the rule of thumb there would be get with Jasper first, even before you do the fuel injection and all that stuff, because you want to make sure you got cubic inch stuff handled first, yep. then do all your injection stuff second, and then I would do transmission third after doing all of that if it were me. So, all right, we'll come right back. Don't go anywhere, guys. We're going to take a quick break. Dennis, hang tight. we got a couple of open lines, 303-477-5600, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Changes in your routine shouldn't stop you from achieving your health goals. John Rush recommends Dr. Julie Marchial of Ascent Health Center as your personal weight loss guide, giving you the confidence that you need to see real results. Dr. Julie wants to provide, enable, and assist you in developing your highest quality of life. As she coaches you through the HCG diet program, you will start to see significant weight loss without starving yourself. HCG is a hormone that uses non-essential fat for energy. The homeopathic-based HCG diet teaches your body to burn excess fat first, leaving behind only the fat that your body really needs. Call Ascent Health Center in Lowry or Inglewood now. Schedule a free consultation with Dr. Julie to check your BMI and resting calorie burn. Call 303-343-8800 or visit RushToReason.com to find Dr. Julie now. Get the support you need to achieve the goal that you've been dreaming about. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy. But it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. 
Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service. Larry Younger answering phones. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Jeff Kitty with us today as well. And Doug from Jasper Engines and Transmissions. And we got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. About a half an hour of the show left. we still got a couple of breaks to take. Dennis, though, you're next. What's going on, sir? Hi, John. I wanted to thank you for having Doug on. He's been very informative. It's you're nice to hear from Jasper Engines. We appreciate him being here. Yeah, thank you. Also, i got a... Uh, some feedback on a couple of your callers. Sure. The guy with the Tahoe that wanted to buy a diesel, uh, I think he probably needs to get it now before President Harris is sworn in. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other topic I'll do during the <laughs> that's week. That's a whole other can of worms, in it? Well, and, but, but on the same token, Dennis, if in seriousness, if you're going to get one of those, yeah, you need to get on the list now because I think there's going to be a limited run of those anyways, and if you don't get on the list, you're liable not to get one. Enough said. Also, the guy, I'm going to say something that you probably could not. As a longtime listener, it still amazes me the number of people, and I'm talking about the guy with the Subaru who his dealer was telling him, oh, no, you know, you shouldn't do this service. It's too soon to do that. They call the radio show, which is sponsored by Colorado Select, Mm -hmm. a group of independent repair shops, Mm -hmm. and yet they're still going to their dealer. If they went to a Napa Select shop, those owners would encourage him to do those services instead of discouraging him from doing those services. Thank you, Dennis. You're taking words out of my mouth. So, yes, you're spot on. I still don't understand why people are going back to the dealer. It's beyond me. I don't either because you're spending more money and, in a lot of cases, not getting the right advice while you're doing it. That is correct. Touche. Thank you, Dennis. You're the man. I appreciate it. You took the words out of my mouth. I, I there's no, I, I can't. Add, I'm speechless. I can't add any words to that. Barton Denver, you're next. What's going on? Yes, this is Bart. Hello, Bart. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing good. I just drove a uh, used 2008 Chevy HHR for sale. Okay. And the uh, dash light said service the ECS. Okay. And I just, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's not ESC? It's either ESC or CS. I, I think it's know. ESC, a... which is the electronic stability control yeah. is what that means. Electronic, st- okay. It says service that. <clears throat> which means it has some sort of a braking slash potentially suspension issue, but typically it's a braking issue that's causing that to come on. Hey. I, Go ahead. It could even have an engine issue. True. Very well said. Yes. It, you need to get, if before you buy it, you need to get it checked over at a shop and have them put a scanner on it and see what's going on. Did it run okay, Bart? Yeah, I drove it. It drove fine. Because normally, normally when that light's on, they don't. That's why I'm asking. 
Yeah, I drove it a, a few a few miles, and it would drove fine, stop fine, and okay. They didn't know what size engine it was. I thought it was maybe a two liter or two point two. I think that's a two point two. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't answer that one. Yeah. I don't know that, the HHR that, that well. They didn't make very many of them. Have, no, they did not. Would that have the timing chain? I think most of them had timing chains. The Ecotex two twos. That's actually a Saab motor. Saab. That, oh. So that's a belt, then, huh? No. Uh, I've worked on a couple of them, but the Saab motor, that was, they were great while they worked. And they did have some issues with them. I do know that. Oh, okay. Is there a reason you're looking for that HHR? Or does it just happen to be a vehicle that was the right price and so on, Bart? Oh, I was looking for that vehicle. One of those, you know, yeah. It, it didn't have to particularly be that one. It was just, uh, I was going down to the store and it was there, so I stopped. Gotcha. Yeah. Keep going by. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 let me just so say this. Gone. There's, there's, Unless you're really, really, really attached to that vehicle body style and so on, there are better vehicles to buy. Yep. Yeah, it was 104,000 miles and uh, $3,000. And you'll spend three on it as soon as you buy it. Oh. <laughs> and if I'm, if I'm oh. wrong, I'll buy you lunch, but I guarantee you I'm not. I don't doubt that. So you'll have six in it before it's over with right off the bat. Oh, okay. For a vehicle that probably isn't worth what the three grand they're asking for. Oh, really? I thought that was a good price because other ones, they were at the dealer, at the lots, they wanted like uh, a lot more than that, double that or more. Mm, well, they can keep them for that. That's not, oh, okay. as you can tell, not my favorite vehicle. Yeah, it's a retro vehicle, you know. It looks old like a, like a suburban, old suburban Chevy. Yeah, they. Yeah, I yeah. don't really know what they were doing there, but they were trying for something that didn't quite work out. Uh, Chrysler had the same. I guess Yeah, so. the, yeah that's, the, the, the other the, piece of junk. The, the uh, PT. PT Cruiser. PT yeah. Cruisers, we yeah. call them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it was Chevy's version of the PT Cruiser. That's, that's so. what it was. Yeah, I'm not not yeah, a huge fan. Sorry, I hate to laugh, Barb. I'm just it's not a great vehicle. It wasn't, just is. Wasn't their finest moments? No, yeah, that's yeah, not one of Chevy's oh. great moments. To Steve's point, right? Yep. And I'm trying not to make well, fun, but because I know folks out there probably have one and are driving it, but it's, it's, yeah, it's I'm driving a Porsche 40, 944 now. There's oh, a lot of well, it, go buy something better than that thing. <laughs> They handle well. Come on, Bart. <laughs> seriously, I mean, seriously. No, yeah, Bart, no offense. You you will not be happy with an HHR. Oh, okay. You will not. I just got it for the for the usefulness of it. In front-wheel drive, it's better in the snow. I understand. It's got, five, it's got a lot of doors and understand. area to, store, to carry stuff. It's practical. You, you you would be better, Bart. You would be better off knowing knowing you now and what you're driving. You would be better off, which these were not a bad vehicle. You'd be better off trying to find an older Trailblazer. Yeah, that, that's probably roughly that same price. You'd be better off with that than you would be with an HHR. Just go buy an oh, all-wheel yeah. drive Trailblazer and call it good. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing about yeah, maybe like an old Cherokee with a four-liter straight any of six. Those, any of those durable. would be better than that HHR. Yeah. Trailblazer, they had the LS1 and the SS. That's a great SS. vehicle if you can find one. Now, they're bringing money, and they probably will be down the road even. Yeah, I've, I've 
tried to find a few of those Good luck. and buy them, and they're around eight grand. Yeah, you know, they're they're years. they're more money now. I will say though, that's a vehicle, Bart. If you can find one of those and it's the right car, right price, and you keep it, you know, keep it maintained and, and you know, looking good and sharp and all that, that's a vehicle that I can see going up in value as time goes by, not down. Right. Yeah. One of the few vehicles that will probably appreciate. Yeah, right. Okay. If yeah, you can I'll find one. Yeah, I found a couple, but they were. Yeah, there are not many gone. around. If you find them there, and if you do find one, they're going to be a, a typically priced you know, at the right price, and they're not going to be around very long if you find one, unless they're really overpriced. Well, the one I found had 125000 Not a problem. And it was white. It had an LS1, automatic, 20-inch mm -hmm. wheels, you know. And they're, Those are nice. My uncle's got one of those. They're great vehicles. They really are. Yeah. You, 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 knowing what you're driving now, you'd love that car. Yeah, they're pretty fast. Oh, they are. Yep. They, sure, they sure are. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, and again, if you can find one of those, Bart, and buy one, and it's the right price and such, you won't go wrong on that one. Right. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. You bet, Bart. Thank you very Thank much. You very much. much. No, I, no, I appreciate it. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, Wayne, we got to take a break, but let's take your question first before I do. What's going on, sir? Hey, John, I, I've been talking to you for the last month about a current draw problem that I was looking for. Make any headway? Well, I haven't really had a chance to work on it until just now. And remember I told you there was something under, when I, when I turned on the uh, ignition to warm up the glow plugs, it's something that was making noise up under, the da up, up under the hood. Correct. And we thought it might have been a glow plug problem, but I popped the hood and I came out. It's, that's not the glow plugs that's making noise. It's this little, little thingy, and I can't, find, I can't find it in the Chilton manual uh, as to what it is. It's mounted on three rubber posts, and it's mounted up against the uh, um, inner fender, on the passenger side, and it's the bat. There's a battery, and then there's another doohickey that has looks like it has a vacuum line on it and an electrical line. What kind of vehicle? And then right, right seven three diesel. That, this is a yeah, it's a two thousand seven three diesel. Yeah, it's a cylinder, and it has vacuum lines going in and out of it, and an electrical plug going into it, and that's what's making the noise. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the current draw problem, but it's very noisy, and it only does it when it's cold. Gotcha. Okay, you know what, um, Wayne, hang tight. We're up against a break. Give me one second. Okay. Let's come right back. We'll take Wayne's question. We've got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever, and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. 
From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck. We can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it very much. Myself, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service, Larry Unger answering phones today, Jeff Kitty as well, and and uh, we also have Doug from Jasper Engine. We got a comment in, by the way, on Facebook that said we were really hard on the folks with HHRs. Somebody owns one, and it's a great vehicle. You know, in a lot of cases, in some cases, they are. Just not my, I said this, not my choice a vehicle, and if that was a vehicle I was going to be out shopping for, it's not one that I would pick up and buy. It doesn't mean that people that own them love, don't love them, and you know don't think they're a great vehicle. That's you know more power to you. Um, and by the way, they they did have three different engine choices in that year, so it depends on which vehicle or which engine that actually had as to who the manufacturer, whether it's an Ecotec or other. Just as a side note on the HHR. All right, Wayne, getting back to you. Uh, that that valve yeah. that you're talking about is it all plastic or does it have any metal on it at all? It's all plastic and it's mounted on three rubber. It's supposed to be mounted on three rubber posts. There's only one, and it's not secured down to the mounting bracket that mounts to the uh, inner fender. So that's why I was making so much noise. It wasn't resting on the post. And I gotcha. don't know if this thing is supposed gotcha. to run on cold start or not, but that's what was making all the noise. And and can you find? Is there two lines that come into it? Vacuum lines or just one? Uh, let's see. Should be two. Looks like there's. Well, there's one line that 
goes from one side of it to another side, and that has a white nipple on it that's open. I can put my thumb over it, and it changes the sound, although I can't feel much suction there. But there's another line that goes to a con- some sort of a container in front of that that's, yeah. that's between the battery and this thing. Yeah, that, that's probably the front. That's probably what actuates the front hubs, Wayne, I'm guessing. I think if, I'm not looking at it myself, auto, but I'm guessing auto, that's the front. I think that's the front hub actuator. I don't have auto hubs. Well, it did, though, at one time. You, you've got uh, it. No, and it still it, does. It, has a, it actually does it has have auto hubs. transfer case. Well, actually, you forgive me. You might be right, but it, I don't have the automatic uh, four-wheel drive system. I have a regular um, transfer case shifter on the on the floor. Correct. Yeah, but they, on those, you still had to lock in. Well, you, they gave you the option. Of locking it. Of locking the hubs in manually right. because well, they had a lot right. of problems. Or it was an automatic With lock. automatic vacuum hubs. I'm guessing if you look okay. down behind the wheel, Wayne, and if you bend down there and look behind where the knuckle in that is, you'll most likely see a vacuum line going down in that area unless somebody's there removed is. that. Yeah. If, if if there is, no, and that's what we're talking right about. Yeah. Okay, so that that probably, that noise that I was talking about probably doesn't have anything to do no. with, the, uh, probably uh, not. with the current draw problem. No, nope. probably not. All right, back to, back to the alternator then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, but yeah. All right. Thanks for your help. You're very welcome, Wayne. We appreciate the phone call very much. Mark is up next. Mark, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm a little uh, a little frustrated, John. I feel like you judged me a bit from, you know, the one of the last callers. You guys were talking about how you don't understand why I still go to the dealer because the fact is is that you don't have any Colorado Select uh, facilities in an 80-mile radius. So uh, unless I'm willing to travel that far just to get service, 40 miles to the dealer is a lot, a lot less round trip uh, travel to, to get service. And uh, I mean, if you if you can get a Colorado Select out in the Wiggins or Fort Morgan, uh, by all means. Well, our closest Purefoy Chevrolet would help you, and they work on things outside of GM. But do they do things like calibration uh, for the for the uh, eyesight system? You know, I'd have to ask them. I would be surprised if they don't. Because they've got Collision Center and such as well, Mark. So, you know I, you know what? I need to ask them. I don't know that answer, but I would be surprised if they don't do it. What about the Novus guys? Yeah, and the Novus guys can do it as well, true. But, but yeah, in that case, though, I think out in that area, I, I, I will ask them, Mark. I don't know if they'll do calibrations or not, but I'm guessing they probably do. So, that's yeah, that's my point is that, you know, out here in – in eastern Colorado, sure. you know, you're, you're pretty pretty limited on options as far as what you can do unless you want to go to a guy that doesn't have a clue what they're doing. I understand. Uh, but, but it, you know, it kind of felt like you were judging me on, well, I on think, no, my I think, decision-making. I think Dennis's comments were really kind of across the board because we get that comment from a lot more people even than you calling in. I think it wasn't just directed at you, and if you felt like that, I'm sorry. I don't think that's what Dennis was saying. I think what his comment is, is is given the fact we've been on air for 25 years now talking about what we do in the aftermarket and how these guys do things differently than dealers and so on why we still have listeners inside of the metro area still going to the dealer well and the other side of that is is that what that basically pertained to is is you go into the dealership and you ask for a maintenance issue or you want to have a transmission service before their recommended interval Good luck. They will not do it. And that's they won't do it. They will not do it. If they do do it and 
I ran into this at another shop I was at uh, two weeks ago. There was a dealership tech, and I'm not going to say which brand or where he worked at, but they will not break the seal on the transmission for a service. Got it. Okay. They well, might charge I, I it for it, but they will, they, not, touch it. they will not break the seal on the transmission. Oh, because they've been told that if they break the seal on it, which is, if they break the seal on it, it won't be covered under factory warranty, is what they're saying. But they can't do that as long as you use the correct fluid. Right. And I, and I thought from a free uh, a former uh, conversation about last year, you guys were talking about longevity of these CVTs. And were you guys still saying that it was like a, around a hundred thousand mile lifetime on these? Depends. If if you if you maintain them, I think you can go longer than that. Now let me let me preface that the later model CVTs, that, which by the way have come along like anything else, the longer they produce these, you know, the better it's going to get, and so on. We're ta if we talk early Nissan Jatcos. Some of those wouldn't go 30,000, 40,000 miles, Mark. The later model CVTs, and what I mean by that is, you know, last five years or so, yeah, I think you can easily get 100,000 miles out of those without doing much maintenance. Now, if you maintain those, like we've been talking through the show, change fluid like you need to on a regular basis and so on, you could most likely exceed that, but you're going to need to change fluid on a annual, depending upon the driver in the car, annual or biannual basis. So that would be earlier than, than a standard interval of way. what you were talking about. Like no, by far. Yeah, by far earlier, way earlier. Like yes, yes, by like far. Like maybe half? Uh, uh, yeah, probably. Probably four to six times earlier. I mean, there, there are some oh, wow. automatics, Mark, that you can get 60,000, 70,000 miles out of before you really need to do any kind of a, a service or flush or anything on it. In the case of the CVTs, you, some of them you're going to be doing 20,000, 25,000 miles, depending upon the car. What? What I would really like to do is I'd like to take and do an oil sample of the CVT fluid that you pull out of it. And then you'd know. see how much metal's in that fluid. Right. right. Because that right there would tell you exactly what's going on. Do, the, uh, do you know if those uh, oil analysis companies can test for that particular fluid? Should be able to, I would think. Should be able to do ATF. I don't know why they wouldn't be able to. It's not too different than the other fluid. No, they should be able to tell you. Okay. That'd be the only way to really know exactly. But, you know, again, rule of thumb on a CVT is in, in, there's going to be a few exceptions to this, but in most cases you're going to be, you know, 25, 30K on a service on a CVT. So being where we're at right now, we probably should do it right now. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. Yes. Okay. And if you're if you're doing any heavy duty driving like mountain driving, any of that, I would do it annually. sooner yep. annu annually. Yeah. Yeah. Living in Colorado, it's just best to go by the severe duty guidelines and and do it early, do it often. Yep. And you know, again, Mark, it's it's the metal belt that's in your CVT transmission, essentially, is a wearable part. Right. And so if you do not change that fluid, you're just, you have metal contaminants, you know, rolling around your valve body, solenoids, plugging up your cooler. Um, and so you just um, you know, need to do that flush, um, you know, early and often on those. The cleaner the fluid, the better you are. Yep. 
got it. So almost annual is is necessary on that. Yeah, if you're driving okay, it, if you're driving it any any length of time and you know being on it, you know being hard on it at all, Mark. Yeah, you're going to probably do annually. You know, and if you if you uh, just made a for my driving ability. You know, if you just bought it for a three or four year car, probably don't have to do that. But if you're going to hang on to it for any length of time, you know, if you want to get your money's worth out of it, then I would recommend doing more a more aggressive maintenance plan on it as far as the transmission goes. Well, I appreciate that, Jeff. You're very welcome. No, thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. All right, one more correction I wanted to make on the HHR that Jeff was referring to as well is that was a, because we got a comment that, no, that's not a Saab engine. Well, not exactly, but it was a Saab-GM sort of uh, combination, if you would. It used Saab's direct injection uh, system on I'm just looked it up just to make sure we were correct. So while it was an Ecotech engine, there was a lot of Saab oversight or or um, uh, coercion, if you want to say, in that particular engine. So while it maybe wasn't an exact Saab engine, it did have a lot of Saab influence upon that particular engine. So, yes, and, Jeff, you were correct. And what we ran into is uh, trying to find an engine, a good engine. That was rebuildable. You just couldn't find them. Okay, so there you go. We'll take our last break of today. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Auto Glass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. 
Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Myself, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service, Doug from Jasper Engine and Transmission, Larry on Grandswing Phones, and Jeff Kitty with me today as well. Question came in, guys, real quick from a listener. Good day, gentlemen. Any negative long-term effects of doing an ECU reflash on a Honda K20? Don't fully trust the forums. And, I don't, and he didn't give me a year, so I don't know the year. What are you reflashing for? I don't know. It doesn't say. Only reason I would think that you'd reflash it is if you got a problem. I, and I can't think of any negative long-term effects. So, Michael, if you're still listening, you could send me back a email and let me know what year that is and what you're, what you're specifically looking for on a reflash. But, yeah, I'm one that says unless you've got a problem and you're trying to fix something, I don't know if doing an ECU reflash is really uh, necessary. There are times where it is, and it can fix some other issues, drivability issues and so on. A lot of the diesels, for example, will have upgrades where you can do a reflash and it will help with certain situations. Back in the day, the six-liter Ford was a great example of that. Every time you turned around, there was a new you know, flash update for that one. But that's sort of a unique situation. In general, unless you're having an issue, uh, I don't know that you really need to just go do a blanket reflash. Thoughts, guys? I wouldn't unless you got a problem. Yeah. And it does, isn't there a, like a limit? where things slow down so much in the computer. Well, well, yeah. I've I mean, heard I, stories, but... Yeah, I'm and I think what, what really, if you look at it, I mean, once you're out of kind of that initial two, three-year time frame, you know, in other words, if you're looking at a, a 2020, by the time we get to 2023, 2024, you're pretty much had all the upgrades that probably... They're going to do. Were, yeah. yeah. After yeah. that, there might be, you know, something, you know, vague that would come along, but in general, you're, you're not going to get any hardcore updates after that. True, because they're not... They're not going to design. Let me say typically. I, there's always, by the way, everybody listening. There's always exceptions. That's where you know I, I don't want to make blanket statements like we do sometimes because I know it you know can have other effects. I.e., me talking bad about an HHR, <laughs> folks. Just as a side note, there are cars I like and cars I don't like, and I'm sorry. You may have a car that you really like and love, and it's worked fabulous for you. For example, I talked earlier about the CVT transmissions on the Ford Freestyle. By the way, was the name of that vehicle. That, if you own a freestyle, more power to you. God bless you. But it was a piece of junk. <laughs> I, I never, I never, I never liked that thing at all. It was never a great car. All right, I know we need to talk real quick because we haven't had time. Talk to us, Doug, real quick about the difference between a remanufactured and a rebuilt. So, the the one thing you really want to know between remanufactured and rebuilt is remanufactured gets that unit back to OE spec or better. That that would be the the quote-unquote legalese of the difference between the two, gotcha. where you know going to the local you know um, you know rebuilder, you know he may you know re-ring it and put some new bearings in it, but 
you know, maybe, you know, sends it off to the machine shop, but the, the, you know, they didn't deck it to the exact specifications that met the OE standards, you know, maybe, stuff maybe like check that. Check all the rods to make sure that they're where they need to be lengthwise, crackwise, stress-wise, all of that. Tons of things that go into what you guys do versus a rebuild, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, we, we tear apart the entire engine and we don't just go in there and, and fix what broke. Um, and so that is the real difference is that, you know, the remanufactured is back to OE spec or better. And that's what Jasper concentrates on is, is or better. And if there's a problem, if there's an update, if there's an issue with that we can fix, um, then, you know, we hop on board. And, and just because we've had an engine out or a transmission out for five or ten years doesn't mean we stop looking for our continuous improvement ideas that we can do to some of these. All right. Well, next question to is uh, I also know real quick, and I know we're running out of time, but I want to get this in. I know you guys also can do some turbocharged stuff, and yep. you also do diesels. Yes, we do. Yep, so um, our diesel line, um, basically medium duty and down, okay. um, is, is what we do. We don't do get into any of the uh, Class 8, you know, uh, sure. over-the-road stuff. Um, but uh, last year we did purchase a company called Diesel Group USA, or Diesel USA Group, and... Um, those guys, all they do is is injectors, turbos, and high pressure pumps. Okay. And so, um, with our diesel turbos, we've been in that market for a long time, and we have the in-house um, remanufacturing capabilities on those. Uh, but to get into the gas turbo market uh, more quickly and efficiently, and have a, a broader product line, uh, we're not remanufacturing those. We are purchasing them brand new from the OE suppliers, whether that's Borg Warner, Holset, or Garrett. Gotcha. Um, so basically, getting brand new units on those. Makes and, sense. Yes, exactly. It's um, a, a growing market in the automotive world as more of the domestic stuff is coming with turbos. All right, I want to do, do again thank Doug for being with us today, Jasper Engines, which, by the way, Jasper Engines and Transmissions. But the website, remember this, is jasperengines.com. And uh, I believe all of our Color Select facilities use Jasper Engines. So if you need something done with an engine replacement, transmission replacement, these guys have got you covered. Uh, Dennis, I can't take your call. We're going to have to take you next week. I appreciate you calling back in, but we're running out of time here. i got to get things wrapped up. Scott Watley, by the way, coming on next with Sportsman of Colorado. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. But let's get out of here. Have a great weekend, by the way. Steve Horvath, thank you so much, and thanks for bringing Doug along. I appreciate it very much. Larry Unger, uh, and we've also got uh, Charlie Grimes, our engineer. Thank you so much as well for taking care of us and of course jeff kitty guys have a great weekend i'll be back monday rush to reason denver's afternoon rush but enjoy enjoy the weather we got a little snow coming in this weekend so be safe everybody this is drive radio god bless you all klz 560 still haven't had enough go to drive-radio.com email your questions and comments download previous programs and find lots of useful information including your nearest colorado select auto care center that's drive-radio.com Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.